Hey, all my burners, stoners, potheads out there. This is Weedman420 with the Weedman420 Chronicles. How's everybody doing? Hopefully you're getting baked because me and Mrs. Weedman are going to get baked too. Mrs. Weedman, how you doing? Doing all right. Kind of sad to see that today is the last day of summer, <laughs> but here we go. We're getting ready for fall. Fall foliage is very pretty this time of the year, though, don't you think? The leaves will start changing color. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like it to just stay warm. <laughs> we all would. You know, we do like that warm weather, and this summer was really nice here in, in Illinois and got to play a lot of disc golf. Got my first ace, finally. Very Yay. excited about that. Go, Mr. Weedman. Been playing for a year and a half and got my first hole in the basket. It's very fun. Hey, um, we're going to smoke here, but before we smoke, uh, a fan of the uh, of the podcast uh, reached out to me. Uh, his name is Blair, and he owns a company called Crop Kings Premium Organic Wraps. And he sent me some wraps to try. And uh, Dog Boy came over yesterday and rolled me a couple of joints. And these things are pretty dope. Um, I, I, they're all organic. They're hemp. They have uh, a, um, an adhesive to it. What is it called, Mrs. Weedman? It's a self-sealing wrap. Self-sealing wrap. And it smells like tutti-frutti goodness. Yeah, this one we're going to be smoking is a syrup. Mm. But he, it's got a bunch of flavors. I'm totally stoked to try them all. Uh Sazirup is one of them, Brass Monkey, and there's the Plain Homegrown, there's Thug Passion, which I love that name, and then there's uh, called Jungle Juice, so it's all different flavors. It smells uh, really good. Yeah, that one's the Sazirup. Mm. I'm looking forward to trying yeah. trying that, and Mrs. Weedman's going to light up in a second, but yeah. while we were rolling it last night, Dob Boy and I, who's a professional roller, by the way, yeah, Mrs. Weedman's going to light this up and give it a little taste while I talk to you about what Dob and I were, were when we were rolling these up, so... He said they were nice and thin, which I agreed. He said they're very, very well made for rolling. Um, and these are some of my notes. Uh, the wraps are moist and not stale. And that came from Dob yeah, when he was rolling it. Way. Yeah. And uh, he said he really liked rolling with the uh, the uh, uh, the self-adhesive peels. He said it was really easy to connect it. And not having to lick it was a big thing. And not have to kind of dry it with a lighter. Because then you're actually drying out the wrap then, too. Um, and... Uh, he said that it, it's here. He said here, um, does not rip the wrap when you peel the adhesive off, which he thought was yeah. really cool. So, uh, we're smoking, uh, just uh, has a nice feel. Does it has nice a taste? taste. Nice, nice taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We put it, we put a filter in there too. So, um, I actually smell it. It smells friggin' fantastic. They're organic. They're tobacco free. They're vegan. They have natural sugar gum for the stickiness. They're hygienic because you don't have to lick it. <coughs> <laughs> They're really good. <laughs> wow, they taste nice. That's Real nice. smooth. Smooth. Smooth, smooth hit. Burns <laughs> really, really nice. Really, really nicely yeah. burning Sweet. on this. Their, yeah. their uh, motto is quit licking around. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And I'd like good. to thank uh, Blair, Thanks, from, Blair from Crop Kings with his... Um, uh, you can check him out at Crop Kings on Instagram. That's how uh, we connected and stuff like that. And... Um, if you're interested in, in checking them out and checking out his websites, it's uh, Crop Kings, uh, um, I think, on Instagram. It's Crop Kings with a Z, Hemp. Go. Crop Kings Hemp. He's on Instagram, he's on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Yeah, check, check him out. out. Yeah, it's really, really nice wrap. And I'm not going to smoke too, too much yeah, of this because we're smoking a, a very strong strain with this right now. Um, we're smoking Face 
Mints by Cresco, and it is thirty one over thirty one percent THC and THCA. No CBD in this. The um, terpenes in it are limoline and carifoline. And I am going to read a little bit about this strain to you because, and I'm going to tell you what it did to me. Um, it's uplifting and cerebral. Uh, you get some orange and cinnamon flavors. Um, its lineage is from Face Off OG and Cush Mint. Like I said, the terpenes are limoline and carifoline. Uh, this is not for you, the new smoker. I'm just going to tell you this right now. And I've been smoking for a long time. And the first night we smoked this, we smoked it out of a, a, our steamroller. And I took four hits. Four and a half hits, let's just say. And I got the shakes. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Weedman was making fun of me. Mm-hmm. I was clear-headed. But very, 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 very baked. For a good probably hour and a half, I was pretty, pretty just, you know, like useless. Um, so if you do find this strain, just just be careful with it. It's not for the newbie. So start with one or two hits and see how you feel before you move into four and a half hits. Now I smoked three hits. I realized what I needed to hit, how many hits I needed to take with it. I smoked it for like three straight nights. So three hits was my maximum and then I can go back an hour and a half or two hours later and smoke another two hits. So that's what was good about it. I really like it. I don't know if it'll make it to the wall of fame, but it was really good. Miss Mia, what did you think about that? It was all right. I was good on two hits, and I just realized I took three on this <laughs> um, because we are sampling the Crop Kings. So um, we'll see how well I do tonight. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I like it. I like the strain. It's just... Very nighttime strain. Do not think you can work on this or drive a car with this or anything like that. It is very in your house, in your couch. Good to watch a movie on. Mm -hmm. So thumbs up. I don't know if I'll make it to the Wall of Fame yet, but it's good. Um, What did we smoke this week that was real high CBD? Oh, that was great. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a minute. That was great. So um, I wanted to uh, bring up a a gentleman who I talked about a couple episodes ago because you know – Weedman 420 Chronicles is trying to help and fight for the nonviolent cannabis uh, crimes out there, victims out there. And uh, I talked about a gentleman by the name of Sean Worsley a couple episodes ago, and his justice got denied. The judge refuses to show leniency to Sean to serve a sentence. Uh, he's got a GoFundMe page at bit.ly uh, slash VCC hashtag Sean underscore donate. Uh, you can send postcards to him or whatever. Um, Sean, man, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm plugging you on, on the podcast here to help you out as much as I can because we read your story and it moved me, especially being a veteran and, and what's going on with you in Alabama. So hopefully there's listeners out there that can help you out in any way. Uh, you deserve your freedom, Sean. So we're fighting for you. Um, as you guys all know, I'm taking, this is my uh, second unit, I guess you would say, on the cannabis course I'm taking. And uh, I got 100 on my first quiz and 100 on my first project. Woohoo! Yay. So I'm smart sometimes. Um, but I'm going to read to you a little bit about uh, I talked to you about the ancient history of cannabis a little bit that I learned. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the uh, some of the laws. Uh, the early laws uh, in the United States real quick. And and some of these we've talked about on prior episodes, but this one really hit me hard because what uh, the United States used to do back in the 1600s. So in the 1600s, a law passed by Virginia Assembly, American colonists were required to grow hemp for the production of rope sails, uh, sails like sailboats, sails, and clothing. 
Several American forefathers grew the plant on their plantation and is considered legal tender in Pennsylvania, Virginia, and Maryland. After the Civil War, imports and other materials replaced hemp for many purposes. However, the psychoactive and medicinal properties were well understood, and cannabis was sold openly in public pharmacies. Hmm. Remember that. What year? This was in from 1600s all the way until Harry S. Slinger, which I've mentioned on other episodes mm-hmm. before, in 1930. Uh, a racist, by the way, because I've listened to his his uh, talks on radio. What he did back then, it was early radio and very much talking down to people. I mean, he mm-hmm. was a pure racist. And basically, he put these laws together to fight the Mexican uh, immigrants coming in and in black communities. Mm-hmm. Um, he frequently spoke about dangers of marijuana and created an anti-marijuana sediment uh, he was quoted saying, marijuana is the most violence-causing drug in the history of mankind, and no Jeez. one knows when he places a marijuana cigarette to his lips whether he will become a joyous reveler in a musical heaven or mad insta... I can't pronounce the word because I'm baked already. Insta-state, a calm philosopher, or a murderer. <laughs> so we've talked about Harry Aslinger in prior episode here, but he did, he created the Marijuana Tax Act of 1937, and it was signed into law by Congress and made illegal for an individual to possess possess and sell cannabis. Although medical marijuana was still legal, the taxation and extensive paperwork made it nearly impossible for it to be prescribed. The act also indirectly abolished the hemp paper industry. Wow. Yeah. So if wow. you look at yeah, if you look at the laws, if you look at the laws that were passed in the 1600s all the way until his law, we embraced cannabis here in the United States. We grew it. We smoked it. It helped us. It healed us. And then all of a sudden, because they thought they wanted to be racist out there and and attack communities of this country, hardworking Americans, they they ran amok and wrote all these laws. But I want to read something else to you that I researched also while I'm taking my classes. So this is the findings in uh, of 1944. It was called the LaGuardia Report. And he was the mayor of New York and it's also an airport named after him, LaGuardia Airport. Um, so I'm going to read this to you, and I want you guys to understand this, gals and, and, and my burners, potheads, and stoners out there. Understand that it's a game, like I said in prior episodes, it's a game with your head, and it's a game of control and power. So in 1944, the New York Academy of Medicine issued an extensively research report declaring that, contrary to earlier research and proper belief, use of marijuana did not induce violence, insanity, or sex crimes, or lead to addiction or other drugs. Drug uses. Their findings. Marijuana is used extensively in the borough of Manhattan, but the problem is not as acute as it is reported to be in other sections of the United States. The introduction of marijuana into this area is recent and compared to other localities. The cost of uh, marijuana is low and therefore within the purchasing power of most people. The distribution of use of marijuana is centered in Harlem. The majority of marijuana smokers are blacks and Latin Americans. The consensus among marijuana smokers is the use of the drug creates a definite feeling of adequacy. The practice of smoking marijuana does not lead to addiction in the medical sense of the word. The sale and distribution of cannabis is not under the control of any single organized group. The use of cannabis does not lead to morphine or heroin or cocaine addiction, and no effort is made to create a market for these narcotics by stimulating the practice of marijuana smoking. Hmm. Marijuana is not the determining factor in the commission of major crimes. Marijuana smoking is not widespread among school children. Juvenile delinquency is not associated with smoking cannabis. Publicity over the catastrophic effects of cannabis smoking in New York City is unfounded. Therefore, the gateway drug theory is without foundation. Whoa. That is in 1944. It's called the LaGuardia Report. 
Really? Yep. This is all the research I'm doing because yeah. of school and stuff like that. I'm learning more and more, and I'm That's doing so more and more research. And we've talked about Harry Aslinger in a prior yeah, episode yeah. on Reefer Madness, but I did not read the LaGuardia Report, or I don't remember reading the LaGuardia Report, but as I'm learning more, I'm trying to help you guys learn more and get more in tune with what we need to do because our new motto here with Weed Man 420 is – always will be legalized, and that's what Weed Man 420 is all about and fighting for the legalization of cannabis. But as it's getting more and more legalized and as we might get it federally legalized, the thing we need to fight for, forget about legalization, okay? Forget about it. It's freeing the plant. Free the plant is my new motto and fighting for freeing the plant because as you can tell, more and more of the government's going to get involved and more and more billionaires are going to get involved, and they're going to fuck it up. And I, and I just read you a law, a finding by the LaGuardia report saying that cannabis should not cause any addiction and any sex crimes, insanity, violence, lead to other drug use. Remember that. And you can find it online if you want to read about it yourself. Hmm. So little preaching for you hopefully you learn some laws and i'm going to keep on updating you as i learn more uh from school and hopefully help you learn more about it mrs weedman you've been taking <laughs> she just gave me the funny look and she's got her hair tied around her chin we need to get a youtube channel here soon so they can see how silly you get um those crap <laughs> kings are pretty good too those are good yes so mrs weedman has been taking cannabis tincture for about two weeks now yeah Okay, roughly. roughly. Yeah. So I introduced her to some cannabis, to CBD flower uh, over the weekend because mm-hmm. we wanted to compare the two. And it's a two-to-one ratio. And uh, it's uh, uh, blueberry kush and uh, Charlotte's Web. I've smoked it before on the, on the show. I've been smoking it for a while now because I really like it, especially during the day. Um, I want Mrs. Weeman to talk about her experience now a little bit with CBD tincture versus the the smoke uh the flower you smoked the other day so go ahead and talk about your experience the last couple of weeks with tincture what's been doing yeah. for you so tincture um i haven't i try my hardest to not allow a drug to like mentally make me feel better when physically it's not doing anything to make you don't me want better the placebo effect. i don't want the placebo effect so i try my best to be very um pessimistic about a medication or any vitamin that I take just a little bit. I would say you're more of a realist than a pessimist when it comes to kind of like a a forcing myself not to just believe that I feel my, uh, my ailment is gone. Okay. So just kind of letting, letting time go by. And then if I suddenly realize like, Hey, I'm not getting that headache. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, You know, that kind of thing. Right. So I haven't seen, that happen like I haven't had anything very pronounced happen um, that's obvious that I could relate to starting to take the straight CBD right. but I have noticed that like my my joint crunchy joints aren't crunching like my ankles and my knees okay so well, that's and, good and popping so I think that's good um I, so I'm still optimistic I feel like you know maybe it takes a few months for your body to start to adjust to it and really like cash in on the benefits. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to continue taking it and see. But then we smoked that high CBD strain this mm-hmm. week. Yep. And we didn't, we smoked a little earlier in the evening. I just had a stressful day and I was just like, you know what? I don't feel like smoking just before bed. I want to just smoke right now and chill out and sit on my computer. And 
I kept forgetting that I was high. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't think I feel anything. But then I'd realized that my body felt like slothy and really chill. It felt chill. relaxed, Yeah, right? super yeah. chill. Yeah, because that's then how I, was I like, felt. Wait, I'm really high, like clear-minded. And then like a minute later, I'm like, no, I think I'm high. Yeah, I'm high. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was like all these little little waves of strange feeling so definitely more head high i guess is what i'm saying just a little pop because it yeah. is a 60 40 sativa it's a 60 yeah. percent indica 40 percent sativa blend so you probably had a little bit a of little the bit. head psychoactive mm-hmm. probably just a tiny bit yeah is that yeah. i don't want to speak yeah, exactly. words to you no, I, I smoked it with you so i probably was feeling the same exact way yeah i was watching anime and i was just baked and i felt great but my mind was clear because i was Super able to clear. focus on, yeah. on the anime that i was watching like, oh, I my body was just like but then oh. you're like yeah, yeah right remember i came up and checked on you and you're yeah. like hey. i don't know if i'm high or not but i can really concentrate <laughs> yeah yeah it was really good i like that but so, i don't think that i would be comfortable like going out to work and smoking it either right probably at home you probably can work yeah. on it maybe I on the computer yeah. yeah maybe a few more times trying it and yeah. like i said i i like taking a little bit uh, when I'm not driving and working because I can stock shelves a lot better, you know, on it, but it just, it helps me because I can still move, you right. know, and still do things like that time. That's the stuff I smoked when I cleaned the toilet. Remember I was like into it. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's why I like it. It gets you mm-hmm. into things. Um, so we were, I was doing some research on some more CBD and I did an episode a while back ago on the snake oil salesman of CBD, but I didn't say CBD was bad for you. I said, get it from a reliable source, a known mm-hmm. source. And there's some really good things about, CBD here, and we've talked about what CBD is, so I'm not going to go into what exactly it is. You can research that. But what it can do, and what they're finding here is CBD can help your mental and physical health. And like Mrs. Weeman said, the tincture is helping her with like her inflammation and stuff like that. So, but it can also alleviate anxiety. It's good to, uh, it, for people that's got to have a hectic life right now. It has been proven and shown that it, it, it's, it's a good time for, to help with your anxiety. It helps you unwind a little bit, it helps you relax, it clears your mind a little bit. Um, it reacts, um, uh, also helps combat pain, uh, especially if you've got excruciating chronic pain, it's, it's showing that it can help with that. So, which is really good. Uh, CBD might reduce the effects of epilepsy, which has been proven. Uh, Charlotte's web was the one that helped Charlotte figgy, right? I believe. Yes. Mm-hmm. And helped her with her, um, her, uh, epilepsy where she went from like what, 300 a day to like one. Yeah. So, yeah. which was huge. And she eat. Yep. And, yeah. Uh, CBD helps with insomnia. People who, uh, have trouble sleeping at night that need to relax your body. It's not going to give you that head high, but if you smoke a heavy indica CBD, you will, will relax. Um, also it helps with PMS, uh, We'll hopefully have some info on that with Mrs. Weedman soon on PMS and CBD. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm just saying. Saying since you're taking it regularly. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, as we talk about CBD, there's some other cannabinoids that we've talked about in prior episodes. You know, there's THC, CBD, THCA, CBDA, but there's also... CBG, CBC, and CBN, and they're giving they're getting it's like TV stations. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and we've talked about this in prior episodes, but these are also having finding effects too. CBG has a great anti-inflammatory benefit, uh, antibacterial, antifungal benefit. CBG also has antioxidant benefits and has neuroproactive benefits. Um, and then there's CBC, which is canna bercheromini. 
I guess. I probably hmm. butchered the hell out of that. Is a non-psychoactive cannabinoid is found in cannabis and hemp. It is derived from uh, the acid CBCA. Uh, CBC has been shown to play a significant role in development of the brain. It also has been shown to have anti-proliferative. Pro I can't. Sorry about that. Proliferative. 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 Thank you. Uh, like CBG, CBC has antibacterial, antifungal properties. Lastly, CBC helps to combat inflammation, which is great. Uh, also, irritable bowel syndrome and Crohn's disease, neuropathy, and post-operative pain. And that doesn't show up in drug tests because they don't test for that So because it's not a drug. So what is CBN, which I've talked about in prior episodes also? It's a mildly psychoactive cannabinoid that is derived from uh, tetrahydrocannabinolic, which is uh, THC. Uh, THCA actually, and same compound that gives the rise to THC. CBN has a strong sedative properties and can be used as a sleep aid, which I'm going to try to find me some of that because I like to sleep heavy. Research has shown that this cannabinoid has immune regulating properties. It also helps to combat the pain and inflammation. This makes it useful in the treatment of arthritis, Crohn's disease. It also has been shown to act as an anticonvulsant and can be used to manage seizure disorders such as epilepsy, like CBG and CBC as antibacterial and antifungal properties. Don't forget about the entourage effect, which we've talked about. Um, so research that stuff if you're not into THC. Some people aren't. And with all of the pain pain uh, uh, that people are having nowadays and taking painkillers, we're trying to teach you there's other options out there than taking opioids, okay? So Mrs. Weedman's going to talk to you a little bit about cannabis users and pain tolerance. So there's a new study, um, and it looks at cannabis users' pain tolerance. The study looked at those who use cannabis more than three times a week and compared them with people who are not cannabis users. The study by University of British Columbia, Okanagan campus, shows that regular cannabis use, unlike opiate use, does make pain sensitivity worse the way opiates do. Does not make pain sensitive sensitivity worse the way opiates do. Due to the alarming opiate crisis in the country, coupled with an increased interest in medical cannabis, there has been an uptick in research on how cannabis can help with pain. The new study is important because it means that even if you uh, use cannabis frequently to help with pain, you will not need more and more cannabis or find that you no longer get pain relief at all. Increases in pain sensitivity with opioids can really complicate an already tough situation. And given the increasing uptake of cannabis-based pain medications, it's a relief that we didn't identify a similar pattern with cannabinoids. Opiates are currently the go-to prescribed item for pain, and dependence on opiate uh, is a major issue. Patients often have to up their doses to deal with pain, which makes them even more dangerous. Um, so there's a different effect from opioid users. Uh, sustained use of opioids can make people more reactive to pain. Um, so we wanted to determine if there was a similar trend for people who use cannabis frequently, said researchers. Can cannabis and opioids share some of the same pain relief pathways and have both been associated with increases in pain sensitivity following acute use? Our overall, our overall results suggest frequent cannabis use did not seem to be associated with elevated sensitivity to experimental pain in a matter that can occur in opioid therapy. Woo! Go cannabis. 
right? Like they're just not seeing that it that you have to just keep upping your dose, upping your dose right. to get the same relief. Absolutely. And that's the problem with opioids. Um, so it's an important distinction that care providers and patients should consider when consulting options for pain management. These findings are particularly relevant in light of recent reports of opioid overprescribing and high rates of pain in the population, as it suggests that cannabis may not carry the same risk of hyperglacia, which is enhanced sensitivity. Um, so it doesn't carry the same risk that opioids do. Um, so huge study, and uh, they're just finding more evidence that cannabis is a safe and alternative uh, form of pain relief. So we'll just watch for more and more updates and more research. Well, I know cannabis helps me because my bad yeah. back with right. all the pain I have in my back. And mm -hmm. there was, you know, there was nights I couldn't sleep, right. you know. For a long time, when when I took a little break from everything, my back pain was so bad. Um, you know, I thank goodness for cannabis. I got yeah. back into smoking again, and it started relieving my back pain. I was able to sleep at night because I nice. kind of feel like like the fact that we have this um, endocannabinoid system that receives cannabinoids. It's like our body is made to receive the plant. Absolutely, I almost feel like rather than it just being a treatment that it's actually a cure. Like I feel like it's this holistic approach that it like almost on a cellular level, yeah, it's absolutely. repairing your body. Absolutely. It's not just making it temporarily better. It's just bit by bit by bit putting the pieces together and fixing the damage that we do to our body. Yeah. And some of the new videos I'm watching for school right now, they were talking about that and I'm not going to go into it now, but as I learn more and listen to these videos and read more, I'll, let you guys know about mm -hmm. how it is becoming a cellular level healing. I think so, it is. Will you pass me that? And that's that what that's what crop you want. Kings. Oh yeah, I want um, that. And that's why I, th I think taking the CBD too. It's like something new that I'm introducing to my body internally, and it's going to take time for it to get to the point where I actually feel something. But then there's going to be a point where I will continue to feel better because because it's fixing things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's a big so I don't problem. think it's going to be an immediate, like, all of a sudden, like, tomorrow I wake up and I feel better because I took it. Well, so, But mean, with time, definitely. I mean, we're not waking bakers, and we've talked about that. You want this lit? No, I'm good right now. I took two hits. I puff, puff, passed. Um, you know, we've talked about how it's, you know, the healing of it all and stuff like that and how it's going to... It's they're going to do once it goes federally legal. The research that's going to come out of this is going to go absolutely crazy, you know. Um, <laughs> just some quick, you know, uh, news on uh, the congressional committee approves marijuana bill that will allow research on dispensary cannabis. That's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Good for that. About time. Mm -hmm. Uh, the IRS here's something I've been thinking about the last couple of days since I read a few of these articles about what the IRS is doing, and the IRS wants their money so. For it not being federally legal, the IRS is going to start coming down hard on people that aren't paying their taxes to the federal government. To see, to, <laughs> let's just say to Caesar. Uh, but they now have a, a, mar a marijuana industry web page on here. That burns really nice and slow, too. Mm -hmm. It does nice. Um, so <laughs> they, they have a website right now for income from the sale of cannabis ta is taxable. So first things first, while still prohibited by federal law, possession can lead to fines and jail time. Today, 42 states in the District of Columbia currently have laws legalizing cannabis for either medical or recreational use. As of 
the summer. States that allow cannabis for medical use include, well, you guys all know them. I don't need to read them all. But the legality doesn't even matter from tax perspective. Income from any source is taxable. That includes income from the sale of cannabis, whether legal or not. On the new webpage, your IRS points out that the federal courts have consistently upheld its determination that the state-compliant marijuana dispensaries have taxable income. So, uh, in Section 208, the tax code allows expenses connected with the illegal sales of drugs. It says expenditures in connection with the illegal sale of drugs. No deduction or credit shall be allowed for any amount paid or incurred during a taxable year in carrying on any trade of business if such trade of, or business. That's in article, Section 20, uh, 280E. <laughs> um, I don't know why they throw the fucking E in there. Uh, marijuana industry facts. Still, the IRS aims to make sense of some of the transition as well as the laws it stands out. Uh, with the marijuana industry facts, you can find those there. Uh, there's more business resources on it all. Just Caesar wants its money. So they're going to... They're going to start finding you. They're going to start finding the people that aren't paying their taxes. So uh, just be aware and take a look and make sure you're paying so they don't come and raid you. So you'll get on that list. Um, so you like to bake, right? Mm-hmm. You bake, actually, not just edibles for mm-hmm. me and you, but you also bake really good. Your cinnamon rolls lately yeah. have been fucking been on good. point. On point. Your banana bread, we were just talking yep. about this. The other, the, your banana cake. Is it bread or cake? It used to be banana bread. Right. Now I make banana cake. Yeah, and you put totally the, different recipe. Right, the banana cake with the icing on it, mm. the sour, the cream cheese icing. Right. That if anybody it? grew up with Sara Lee baked goods in the grocery store, oh my God, there was a frozen Sara Lee banana cake, and that's basically the recipe that I have. Oh, and it's off the cream hook. cheese. Frosting. You have to you have yeah. to do a little one one time and just just infuse it. Oh yeah. So Definitely. we just pick on it, just but not. I don't want a heavy heavy. I want to enjoy the cake and eat it, but make it like a like a two milligram dose per piece, like mm-hmm. really light, so you get a little body buzz from it. But you can eat a lot. You can eat a lot because we like to eat a lot of that cake. Okay. So, we'll we'll take some pictures of it when we uh, and put it on Insta when when Mrs. Weedman does this. But anyway, who who are some of the like people baking that brings to, brings to mind since you're a fan of and you're a great baker and, and stuff like that. Well, if I think about baking and I think about your last topic of taxes, the first person that comes to mind is Miss Martha Stewart, the home goddess. <laughs> she had a little trouble with the law a few years back, but she made a really hey. hey. She did the crime and she paid her time yeah. and she's out still she being Martha freaking, motherfucking Stewart hanging out with Snoop Dogg now. She planned her game, man, when she was in there. She's like that's okay. She had a lot of time. I'm gonna think. come out. I'm gonna come out even better. <laughs> so she comes out and she pairs up with the old uh, Snoop Dogg, and I don't mean like that. He's old. I'm just like you know, like the OG Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She comes out and she launches. And here's my thing. I don't know about anybody else, and this has nothing to be do with being high. But when I watch a good commercial, I half of the time don't even know what it was a commercial for. I know who was on it, and I know what it was about, but. I'm like, I don't even remember what what they were even advertising, but that was a good commercial. (laughs) Well, that was when Martha came out of jail, and she paired up with Snoop, and they did the commercial. It was excellent, but I don't remember what it was for. Right. But anyway, it was probably for her products. Well, and here she is again, like, acing the game big time. 
and she has partnered with Canopy Growth. Uh, they're a CBD product line, and they are set for a release this week after more than a year in development according to CNN reports. The products will be sold online through the Canopy website, and they'll range from $35 to $45 with a line of pet products set for later this year. Frickin' course. Hmm. So, uh, according to Stuart, she said, I was surprised to learn that whilst most people have heard of CBD, less than 20% of us have actually tried it. For me... That signals a lot of opportunity to create beautiful, elevated products that help people live well. So David Klein of uh, Canopy, he's the CEO, he told CNN that Stewart brings a trusted voice to the market. Uh, she was closely involved with the development of the products, which include gummies and uh, flavors like Meyer lemon, kumquat, Black Orange and Huckleberry. Of course, they were unique flavors, right? Why go like strawberry, watermelon, cherry? She went right? crazy. Right? Well, uh, I guess she said that it's also learned that she's working on a CBD skincare project as well. So anyway, Martha Stewart obviously still has her hands in the game and her brain making things happen. Uh, but her brand is owned by Marquee Brands. And she was uh, reportedly introduced by Canopy to Canopy, I'm sorry, by Snoop Dogg and his talent agency, Stampede Management. Damn. The duo has collaborated on several projects throughout the years. And Snoop's Leafs by Snoop Brand is also produced in partnership with Canopy. So, boom. How about that? Martha Stewart in the motherfucking house. What, Shit. what? Comeback kid. Are you kidding me right there? <laughs> She's the comeback she kid. She came in with the uppercut to everybody on that one. Pow, pow. What's that song, You Can't Hold Me Aww. Down? What's that song by J-Lo that she sung? I don't know. I don't know, whatever, but she just killed it. Coming in strong. You know yeah. how much money that, that brand's going to make? Fuck. I would say a average a year, eventually, because they're saying it's going to be, what, $150 billion industry CBD. I bet you she brings she in. I bet 10% you, of it? I bet you she pulls in about $50 million a year. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Once it goes, yeah, yeah, because her name is behind it. Oh shit, yeah. She went to prison, but she came out she and came there's back. she's she's a strong woman, and that that's across America. Mm -hmm. She did time. She's good. You know? She's good so, in my book. Yeah. So she Frick. paid. She paid her dues. I want to be like Martha. Sorry. Yo, Martha, get on the show. Uh, November third, we got the election coming up, but there's some states here that cannabis is going to be on the ballot. Uh, Arizona is going to be on the ballot for recreational. Come on, Arizona. Let's win it. Jersey. 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 The place I was born. <laughs> the legislation could be, in uh, uh, Jersey, could be $300 million boon to the state. Uh, so they're trying to legalize it there. That's big money for that small little state, $300 million. And that state, it's a great state. South Dakota. Uh... They have legal, uh, most states have legal medical cannabis programs in place before adopting recreational. South Dakota is going enact medical and recreational in one fell swoop. South Dakota's cold as fuck, but I think maybe we should move there. Ugh. It'll be Why? all legal. We can own a farm. Oh, fuck. It's, I like the bud, but I can't go freeze for uh, it. I can get really hot for it. We can build a greenhouse and you just live in the greenhouse. It. So you just live in the greenhouse. It'll be 80 degrees. We could build all the a time. house inside the dome, like right. a biodome. Yes. 
So oh, make our own little. I know you don't want to go oasis. cold. And then what was that movie with Jim Carrey where he lived in the bubble? Oh, you're gonna make. That's we'll a, make our own bubble, yeah. but it has to be like it has to be. It'll be light. eighty degrees all the time. It has to have light. It'll be eighty in. degrees all the time. I need air circulation. It'll be eighty degrees all the time. Oh, could you imagine stagnant Ma- air Montana. living in a bubble? <laughs> <laughs> Montana Ugh. is going on the list to vote. So Poor please air do. Quality. Mississippi. Sorry. Do you know that in the state of Mississippi? Was the only place legal at one time to grow cannabis for the government? Hmm. They grew. They was they the only state. They were it. the only state allowed by the federal government to grow hmm. cannabis for testing, oh. for the government testing, and that's where G thirteen came from. Really, it's government issued weed. It was, you can only get Whoa. a few seeds, kind of snuck out of there. But Mississippi, Mississippi, M I S S I S S S I P P P I. I said it no. right. Yes. No, you I did added, not. You no, said I P P P P P P I. You added. That's what you a heard. No. That's what you heard. So we'll Mississippi. Hear it. We'll let's hear go. It. The place where weed was grown federally. M I S S I S S I P P I. Yay! I spelled it. You did it. I didn't get whacked. Good job, Paul. Eighty percent of Mississippi voters say they would vote to legalize medical cannabis this election. That's pretty good. Eighty percent. Uh, let's see, Nebraska. All right, Nebraska. You you know what? I spoke on two episodes about you guys and medical cannabis, and I'm going to call it cannabis on this, not from what they're calling it, measure removed from Nebraska's November ballot by state Supreme Court. Boo. Hmm. That governor boy. Uh, Virginia House and Senate approve cannabis expungement bills. Cool, Virginia. Keep on doing that. And then Vermont's doing the same thing. There are expungement bills going on. And then lawmakers in Vermont are going to get some, finally get some uh, marijuana sales going. So, which is great. Labor Day weekend. Cannabis sales just for the weekend, just for Labor Day. Because mm-hmm. you all stayed home like mm-hmm. good people. Good burners, stoners, and potheads, and you all spent a quarter billion dollars just in those three days. Whoa. Really? Quarter billion. That's a lot, right? A shit ton. Why do you think the government wants their hands on it? Wow. Just the weekend. The weekend. (laughs) Uh, I'm telling you. And reducing harm to society is the goal. A cost-benefit analysis shows cannabis prohibition has failed. And this is my international, starting my international news in New Zealand. Go New Zealand, a place I want to come. Legalize it there. Uh, but this bill is a referendum from 2015. They're talking just how they need to legalize it over there. So New Zealand, uh, here's the thing. Despite all the laws in New Zealand, cannabis use has increased in New Zealand. The most recent statistics suggest 15% of people used it at least once in the past year, nearly double the 8% recorded in 2011 and 2012. The rate for those have been 15 and 24 could be closer to 29%. Hmm. New Zealand. Uh, black markets only work for criminals, it's saying in this, what they're talking about in this article. is It's a pretty good article. Uh, there's no perfect solution. So, I don't know. Come on, New Zealand. Pass those laws. Uh Here's something that's been interesting to me, and uh, I've read about a little bit here and there. It's called PGR, the toxic chemical in your cannabis. So this was from back in March, and then I read a couple of new articles. It's a steroid, a plant steroid that they're finding in the uh, illicit market, 
and stuff like that to make your buds more dense and harder. I don't know if I haven't heard of any dispensaries uh, or cultivators in the United States using PGRs, uh, but from what I'm reading here and looking at these buds, it just it's just bad for your weed. It's 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 a uh, what not a GMO, but they're adding a it's steroid. An yeah, yeah, like. They used to give, they give steroids to cows and shit right. like that, and it goes into your body. Do you want that in your weed? Research PGRs and just take a look at what's going on and uh, and what regulators need to start doing on that. So, um, Germany, Germany, first medical cannabis harvest likely delayed until 2021. But you want to know something funny? They are the largest importer of cannabis hmm. in the world. How can they import it? Because it's a different country. They have law, their own laws that the way they can do it. They're not the United States. We can't even cross state lines. Okay, so they can purchase yeah, from cannabis they want from selling right, it. Right. It's gonna be a big market, really big market. It's it's. Uh, uh, I don't even know how much they do. They import a year, but they are hmm. the largest country, and there are only like twenty four million people there. I think. Well, could be wrong. I don't know, but, and here's the crazy thing, Germany, the insured. Medical cannabis sales were $75 million in the first half of 2020. So you can put it on your insurance. <laughs> Come on. That's crazy. That is nuts. Uh, here's something cool. All my UK peeps out there. Uh, police can't search you just because you smell of weed. And that's from Vice. That came from Vice World News that I listened to. <laughs> yeah. So they can't search you because you stink like a skunk. <laughs> Smoking that dankity dank. UK, protect yourselves. India is cracking down on cannabis. Here's what that means for the movement fighting to legalize it because they were trying to legalize it. Remember we talked in the last episode about, I stand corrected. I was talking to an Indian friend of mine, uh, my guy Bud. He was telling me, I was telling him about the podcast that I do. It was the first time I've seen him in a while. And uh, I said I was talking about uh, ancient history of cannabis and how they serve bahang. He goes, what? I said bahang. And he says, it's called bang. <laughs> so I'm stand corrected by my guy, Bud, uh, taught me something. Remember I told you someone's going to school me and he did. I love the guy to death. Uh, so he's one of my guys. Go check him out at Route 66 Liquors over in on uh, Ogden over in Berwyn. He's the best. Uh, he's the one that taught me about turmeric to take turmeric powder, put it in your shake. So it reduces inflammation and cleans your body. That's why I take turmeric hmm. all the time now. Way to go, Bud. So, uh, so he taught me something about India and they're cracking down on cannabis and what it leaves for the bang industry there. And it says it's protected because by law they can sell it. So legalize that shit, India. Um, we need to throw a shout out to our West Coast growers, dispensary owners, cultivators, people all in the industry right now because all the wildfires that are burning all the cannabis farms out there. Protect yourself, guys. Hopefully you rebound soon. We love you out there. Some of the best cannabis grown in the world has come out of California. So, what's your uh, what's your favorite Willie Nelson song? I go to Luke in Bach, Texas. That's not. Is that Willie Nelson? I don't know. Willing and Willie. There you and go. Boys. There you go. What is that from? I don't remember. It's but like from Smokey and the Bandit. It probably is. Right? You love that. Show. I think that was Willie. What's, what's your favorite car? From that show, the uh, the Trans Am. The Trans Am. Yeah. Oh my God, that car is amazing. So, um, 
I always liked Always On My Mind, but that's just me. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a good, a good song. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't play his songs. We don't have the rights to play it. So, but that's just like, that's a fucking great song by him. So, anyway, mm-hmm. Willie Nelson. But he loves his cannabis, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Tell the story, will you? Uh, well, uh, Jimmy Carter, who's now 95, um, just produced a uh, documentary. And I think it released a couple weeks ago. Uh, but in it, he reveals that uh, his son did smoke marijuana on the White House roof with Willie Nelson 40, oh, yeah, Willie. 40 years ago. <laughs> so in Jimmy Carter... Rock and Roll President. Uh, it's the documentary, uh, which explores the 39th president. I don't president's, see Jimmy Carter. I know as being, being rock, rock and roll, roll. <laughs> right? I, this is I need to watch. It this reminds now. me of my great grandfather would be, you know. But now I gotta watch it, right? Like I got there's something I don't know. So Carter shared that one of his sons got high with the country star, uh, whose songs include "Roll Me Up" and "Smoke Me When I Die." Uh, when Willie Nelson wrote his autobiography, he confessed that he had smoked pot in the White House, and he says that his companion that shared the pot with him was one of the servants at the White House. That is not exactly true. It's actually one of my sons, Carter said in the trailer for the documentary. Carter, 95, made it a point not to reveal which of his three sons was the one who enjoyed a quick puff with the country music legend. When asked whether he was the son of the um, peanut farmer who enjoyed a little bit of pot with Nelson, Chip Carter paused before answering. My guess is it's true. If you're talking about me and Willie, he was my friend, he said, according to the L.A. Times. I've never talked about that before. On September 13, 1980, Carter was in the heat of his re-election campaign against Ronald Reagan when Nelson had stopped by for a set at the White House. Wouldn't that be so cool? That'd be dope. Right? Just to be part of that. Um, In the break, I said, let's go upstairs. We just kept going up until we got to the roof, where we leaned against the flagpole at the top of the place and lit one up. That would be freaking amazing. The documentary comes out in theaters, uh... This week, which would have been a couple weeks ago. And it just so happens to be the 40th anniversary of the passing of the joint. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Pretty neat. Willie Nelson, you're a stud for smoking on the roof of the White House. Mm Mm-hmm. Making it green. With Chip Carter. Making it green. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty amazing. Well, hey, everyone. We want to thank you. I want to thank our our guy, Blair. Crop Kings. I'm baked good. out of my mind right now. I am now. too. Yeah, Mrs. Weeman yeah. and I can't see so good. God, I damn hope it. we made some sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty high. We smoked about half Ooh. of that. Well, also we smoked a very strong, strong strain and face mint. It should be called face melt. I, that's what face I was just gonna say. <laughs> I feel like my face, my face melted off. I don't have lips. It's really hard to talk. <laughs> so I told you, <laughs> the strain is not for the beginner. Do I look funny? A little bit. <laughs> not for the beginner. All right. So, yeah, I'm pretty. Hello. Man. Mm. So, Blair, Crop Kings, go check them out. Get his wraps. They're moist, delicious. Moist. Wraps. They're great. I do because they're great. Now I want a moist cake. A moist banana cake. Were Uh, we talking about that? Yes, we were. Oh, shoot. We were. (laughs) I got to go make one. Anyway, we love you all out there. me, Mrs. Weedman, appreciate you. Be kind. Love everybody out there. Uh, you got anything else to say, Mrs. Weedman? 
Stay well. Stay safe. Stay six feet apart. Pretty good. Did uh-huh. you just make that up? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> but do it. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, as Polly always says, smoke smart, puff puff and away. Puff puff pass. Thank you.